Well, hey, friends, welcome to The Collective Podcast, where we strive to highlight ordinary women living extraordinary lives of faithfulness. And we want to unite, inspire, equip, and unleash God's women to be all that they can be in light of what God's done for us. We are so glad you're here. Well, welcome, friends. I'm your co-host, Chelsea Shea Friesen, and joining me today is our fearless leader and host of this show, <laughs> Callie Nixon. Hello, ladies. <laughs> fearless. Today, we are talking about something most people might not even realize is an obstacle, or if they do, they would put it in the, it's not that bad category. But we want to highlight it because it affects almost everyone, guys and girls alike, and it has a global reach that is unprecedented. Today, we're discussing the obstacle of social media and how it can deeply impact our identity. So, Callie, why do you think this is so important? I mean, this is hugely important. And I think, number one, it's important because people don't know how impactful it is. It's sneaky. And so I think it's something that is easy to laugh off. It's something that's easy to kind of like brush away. It's like, well, everybody struggles with that, so it's no big deal. But this has huge impacts on our mental health in our country. It's having huge impacts on our relational health in our country and in the world. And um, there were a couple statistics that I was looking at. Did you all know that the average North American spends two hours and 24 minutes a day on social media alone? So it's not just everything on your phone. It is just social media. That's a over 70% increase since just 2012. So 10 years ago, We've increased our our social media usage 70%. And so if you total all that up, 22 hours, 24 minutes a day over your life, if the average person lives around 70 years old, that's 3.4 million (gasps) minutes on social media, which means six years and eight months of your life could be spent on social media. If you start looking at it at age 10 and you follow the trend, y'all, that is absolutely devastating. And what's and that's assuming you only spend those two hours. Exactly. That's not getting and that's an for average. more time. So yeah. that means there are people on the high end and on the low end. And in COVID alone, since 2020, March of 2020, we have increased our TV and show intake and our social media intake by 50%. So if that mm-hmm. number is only growing higher, then we are going to continue to feel the impacts of this. And you can't keep up with the ethics of something like this when things are being created so quickly. And so this is a huge deal. And I think that's why I'm so excited that we've got our friend Jenna here today jumping in and telling us a little bit about her story. Jenna, we asked you here because we believe you've got a really healthy and a really beautiful relationship with social media. Not that it's without struggle, but you are somebody that we would say, look to her and follow her as she follows Christ. And so we're so glad that you're here with us today. Thank you. I am so glad to be here, guys. Um, It's awesome. Tell these lovelies a little bit about who you are, how you spend your time, what you love to do, where you've been. Awesome. Yes. Okay. So born and raised um, here in Dallas, and I recently made the transition out of uh, working for a big time retailer. Um, and have been in the fashion world on and off for the last like six years. And now just transitioned to be on staff here at our church. And in my free time, I still love uh, making 
uh, fashion and the love of styling um, my ministry. And so working with women, uh, man, how to adorn and uh, man, build their confidence through uh, their clothing and through, uh, man, just what does it mean to carry yourself well and uh, yeah, so love talking all things identity and, and fashion. So super excited to be here. So Jenna, I think that leads us perfectly into our first question for you. You mentioned using social media as your ministry. Can you tell us about that story? How did you decide to use social media as the place where you would testify to God's goodness? Yes. So a few years ago when I was working in the retail industry and outfitting women, uh, finding myself in the fitting room, um, we began conversations just about body image and insecurity. And as I got to share glimpses of my struggle and where I have found victory, um, that uh, got me thinking, man, other women women uh, need to be encouraged. And if God has entrusted me with something unique, then I have a unique opportunity um, to lean in and encourage other women with my story. And so as social media was picking up and I was gaining a a following just from everyday life, um, I began to ask the Lord, okay, Lord, is this a place, is this a spot that you uh, want me to lean into and uh, speak to the things of confidence? identity, and body image so that other women can be encouraged. That's amazing. And and let's pause for a quick second. Would you mind taking a, a quick minute to just explain when you say the word uniqueness, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. Okay. So I was born with uh, a thing called achondroplasia, dwarfism. And so uh, dwarfism is very rare. It is like one in 200,000 births, but there are over 200 types of dwarfism. And so I have the most common type, which is achondroplasia, which means, I know you guys can't physically see me, but I have an average length torso, disproportional arms and legs, and then I'm... A oversized or a much larger head than usual. And so that makes my body extremely unique. And I was born right in the middle of four kiddos, um, two parents that were really tall, and then uh, two boys, you know, two brothers and a sister that were both entrusted with something very different, mm-hmm. um, very tall and athletic. And, and so God has given me a unique, uh, a different story and entrusted me with something, uh, yeah, unique. I think that's so beautiful, and I love the way you describe it because I think about what we're doing, like we're talking to you as an expert on influencing. Mm -hmm. You are an influencer. And so I don't want to get too far ahead in the story, but I love that God has put influence on your life, that, that He has, with your uniqueness, enabled you to, if anybody knows Jenna, her joyful spirit, her radiant smile like her deep biblical knowledge that you are influencing. And so today we're talking about social media. We might just have to ask you back on like Bible teaching someday. <laughs> I would love that. That'd um, be awesome. But I do kind of wanted to dive in a little more to the to the idea of influencer because I will confess, I kind of go, <laughs> when I hear that, <laughs> yes. I have like a gag reflex because yeah. the, the idea of it feels a little kitschy and like contrived to me. But 
That's so interesting because my perspective is is when I hear the word influencer, I think their life is the most glamorous. They get all this free stuff. They have the prettiest houses. They have brands attached to their name. They get paid to eat something. They get to go on vacation for free and like just tell us what they did. You know what I mean? And so when I look at an influencer, I think you are a modern day princess. (laughs) Uh And how did you do it? And I want that too. (laughs) And so So is that that really what's the case is what Chelsea Shea said? Is it? Are you a modern day princess? You know, yes. I, I I don't think I'm there yet. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like a little bit newer at this, but there she's a duchess are, for sure. And I can even confess that is the same perspective I have on other influencers. I mean, because there are, it is a really really big industry, and this generation behind us. It, I mean, if you ask anybody what they want to be, most people say either a YouTube star or an influencer, um, and it does, and it, it looks really glamorous. But however learning and being on the other side of that, it is actually really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is really competitive and it is full of comparison. And so that is where I have uh, wrestled with the Lord of, God, I am willing. And uh, a lot of this looks and sounds fun, but man, I need help um, because I don't want to run to the things, um, the very things that could feed lies, feed insecurity insecurities and cause me to doubt your goodness. And so um, it is much harder than it looks. And there are not always free things, but you are fighting to be known so that um, other people desire to be known or can be known by other people through what you are either selling or marketing. Um, And so you're developing a brand for yourself. And that is competitive because we all know what else is out there. You mentioned the word battle, and that that just piques a question in my mind of, have you battled finding your identity in Christ, In I mean, as a young child or even in this process? And quite frankly, like, can you let us into what that looks like? Because when I hear the word influencer, even when they're vulnerable on social media, they almost always post a picture of them smiling. Yeah, And it's like, I know I'm smiling in this picture, but I'm sad or whatever. And so I would just love the real, real girl. Like, yeah. what does the battlefield look like for you with identity? Man. Um, so yes, thankfully, thankfully, God grabbed a hold of my heart a long time ago. And when I began wrestling with body image and insecurity, a lot of it was just being honest with myself and going, hey, this is my reality. Right. And my reality is very different, uh, being entrusted with something so unique that not many people have, although still recognizing every girl struggles with body image. It does not matter how tall or how thin or how gifted you are. That is our struggle. And so I realized that the best thing for my heart was God's word. And because I began walking with Jesus at a young age and had community and godly women around me helping me circle back and go, no, what does God say about you? Even though there are so many loud messages coming from the world and now coming from social media, where are you going to find your hope? Where are you going to um, find your truth? And we know that truth is found in God's word. And so I had to learn, man, I've got to take what is true and take the words of Scripture and write that on my heart so that every single time a lie comes in or every time I am um, looking at an image that reminds me of what I am not, um, I am quickly running back to uh, the thoughts that God has about me and God's Word reminding me of my ultimate purpose and that that is more important than what the world has to say about me. 
Yeah, and I think something, you know, we all do wrestle with body image in some capacity in one way or the other, but something that just hits me hard is that you were born with challenging words mm-hmm. spoken over you. Mm-hmm. You said the word disproportionate earlier, and I just can't help but admire your faithfulness because mm-hmm. so many of us, we put those on ourselves, but those were given to you as a gift and in some ways part of the battlefield, and yet you still run to Christ is something for for me to just lean. Like I'm, my heart is so filled, and my tears are, my eyes are too with tears, because that speaks so much truth over, like whatever battle I'm at. You've had to work two times harder, and you're still fighting. Yeah, that's amazing, Jenna. Thank you. Yeah, it is. You know, it is every day. Um, I think I, you know, I almost even forget because it's just so normal. Um, but every day I have to get up, and I might choke up. But um, every day I have to proclaim the truth um, of who God says about me over me because, you know, you can be in the grocery store, you can be um, at church, in school, you can be in some of the safest places or familiar places that you know, and uh, people take one glance at me. And uh, I can read, you know, the, the body language and the facial expressions of disgust and um, un- being uncomfortable and uh, feeling excluded, feeling um, rejected is something uh, that happens often. And so uh, this is not just something that I see in the mirror. This is something that I'm being told, yeah. or this is something that I am f- physically seeing day to day. And so that's where I... I have, you know, you asked me, what does the battle look like? The battle looks like lots of little moments of grief, but also lots of big moments with God and, and pleading for the Lord to go before me. Yes. And trust that, yeah, God's handiwork, the image bearer that I am. Yes. Is what's going to be used for God's glory and for my good. And that is Man, that's worth the fight. Other people coming to know Jesus through me walking faithfully with what he's given Yes, is far, far worth uh, giving my life to. Jenna McDuncan, you are the image of the invisible God. You are the Imago Dei. You are a gift to every single person around you. And there's a part of the big sister me that's known you since you were little yeah. that wants to repeat the phrase that I just purchased on a coaster that says, sometimes I want to throat punch someone, but I'm getting right with the Lord. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, that is a, a real part of feeling. Me that just, and I yes. know your brothers and your sister feel the same yeah. way. And so I love the family that God's placed you in. But I just, as I think about those low points that elicit such a visceral reaction in me of defensiveness and love for you, I know you turn to God's word. And yeah. so would you just share with us yes. what yes, in God's word absolutely. has been a light to your soul? Man, yes, absolutely. Starting off with Psalms 139, this was the first passage that I memorized as a little girl. Um, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully made. Uh, Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. Um, Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Um, And then, yeah, 2 Corinthians is... Uh, I don't lose, therefore we don't lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed 
day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And so uh, those are just a few of the many that I um, often insert my name or change some of the wording and allow that to be my prayer and proclaim that over me. And uh, I can tell you, and I would encourage any girl, um, man, speaking truth over you is the best thing for your heart in the quickest way. I'm reminded that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Absolutely. And quite frankly, like as we look at scripture, I love that you are admitting and taking ownership of the fact that the sin struggle is in our own hearts. Yeah. It's not, it's not, social media is not the issue. Our hearts and our eyes as we perceive things through it and what we do with that, that's, that's where the issue truly lies. And so in the vein of that, once you did work on what God has said about you and you really got to a healthy place, it sounds like it's a work in progress, yeah, but it's a healthy sure. work in progress that has healthy training steps towards Christ when there's a, a hiccup. When you, once you did that work, how did you start seeing the platform of social media as a beneficial tool you could use? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's really easy to feel like I'm alone in this struggle. But as I was living in community, processing with other women, um, and then sharing, yeah, sharing about my pain, sharing about the joy, um, the hope that I was uh, finding in the Lord, other uh, friends and family were kind of nudging me and going, girl, you need to share that. God has given you a story and you cannot be quiet. Um, And so because you're good at fashion, because you're good at photography, why not use social media for that? Mm. Um, You have a platform and so use it. And so um, me thinking just like, oh, this is my everyday life. This is normal. You know, the same that is true for me is true for everybody else. And but underestimating just uh, the majority of women need that reminder. Yes over and over again. And so I began to kind of go back to the table and go, how can I combine my creative gifts with my heart's passion of knowing God, loving God, and telling others um, about His goodness? And so began uh, creating content where I could uh, show the things that I love and, and uh, allow people to see how I dress and adorn myself, but more importantly, focusing on how I was adorning myself inwardly and encouraging them to do the same. I love that so much. You're like re-challenging my opinion of influencers. Allie <laughs> is adjusting. No, because yes. I think it is important to note social media in and of itself is neutral. Social media is not evil. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah. And so we often blame that outlet for our issue. And I think it's important that we realize that Hey, the people who created these wrote algorithms that are trying to keep us on oh, longer and longer and longer. Yeah. So we got to know what we're doing. But I also think you have shown me like how we use it for good. And so I know you probably have a lot of encouraging stories of women that you've gotten to talk to. Are there any that specifically stick out that you'd want to share? Yeah. Yes, there are several gals within the last uh, few months. And I'm blown away because many of them I don't know. Um, some of them actually have even more influence in the in the meaning of a higher following than I that that follow me uh, just because of mutual friends um, have reached out and said, "Girl, I need to hear that." Some some girls will 
DM me and ask questions. How did you do this? How I am struggling with, you know, X, Y, Z. Can you help me? Where did you run to um, when struggling with what you looked like in the mirror? Um, How do you find things that fit you? How do you not become so consumed with social media and allow comparison to rule your life? And so it's been uh, a great uh, channel for conversations Mm -hmm. about, hey, sister, um, glad to know you, glad to share the same struggle with you and be able to encourage you from afar. It's like a layup. Yeah, yeah, let me tell you how. And that my brokenness and my imperfections that like we talked about were given to me, were entrusted to me, um, that God would use that to highlight someone else's insecurity and struggle and and bring them to the place of uh, recognizing the need to work on that. Yeah. I have to stop for one second and just acknowledge that if more believers Mm -hmm. did the heart work that you've done and followed in that example, I can't help but just wonder and ask to everybody, what if every Christian saw social media as a mission field where they could share the name of Jesus? What would God do with that faithfulness? Mm -hmm. It is such a big reach, borders that don't limit it, space that doesn't define it. Like, what if Satan's big game with social media is keeping Christians from noticing the positive impact it could have by drowning them in negative self-talk of their own sin struggles? Like, what if? Yeah, really. And and, and a lot of people are afraid to go there. It it requires a lot of vulnerability. And a lot of people don't, they don't want to do that. They would rather put out images or content that portray this perfect lifestyle. And they think that that is actually going to earn more approval or affirmation when really we're all looking at each other going, we know this isn't real. Mm -hmm. We know that this is hard. And um, one kind of boundary or a good little heart check that I have to often do when I'm going to social media and when I'm wanting to be vulnerable, when I'm wanting to encourage somebody is asking, okay, Lord, is this about me? Am am I, what I'm about to put out, is this about me feeling or or needing um, affirmation or is this me um, wanting to encourage somebody? Because it is so easy for me to wrestle with comparison by my other followers or the people that I follow Mm -hmm. and uh, want to compare. And then I quickly sink into this attitude of woe is me. And I'm constantly convicted of just me and God encouraging me, no, communicate a message that says, this is me. This is what God has given me. This is who I am. This is who God's making me to be. And um, in that, I want to encourage other people to love who God's made them to be. I love what you said. Instead of being woe is me, God calls you to say, this is me. And I am really holding back the urge to break into the greatest showman song <laughs> right at this moment, but I'm holding it back yes, hold and it I'm back. not going to do it. But I think what you're saying is a really good segue to my next question. Cause I feel like what you're saying is, Hey, I have little, like, um, I ask myself questions and knowing that it's a battle. Sometimes maybe we fly past those like preliminary questions and we get to like red flags. Mm-hmm. And so what are the red flags that help you know, Oh shoot, I'm kind of I'm kind of veering over into this lane where I'm now like misusing social media. And how do you combat them? Yeah. So if I spend a lot of time uh, just scrolling through my phone and looking at what other people are doing, and oftentimes that can be helpful to give me ideas or um, help me expand my creativity. Um, However, AI can quickly compare and um, I can can wrestle with 
if only I did that, or what did they do to get that following, or why are they getting opportunities that I'm not? This can quickly move me to a place of discontentment. And so I have found that it is helpful for me to just to pay close attention to who I follow. Um, and I try to be really, really careful. There are a lot of beautiful girls, <laughs> and there are a lot of, this may sound weird, this there are a lot of really, really gifted women, but sometimes we can covet what um, each other has or what God is doing in their life. And so honestly, sometimes I'm like, you know, I may need to like turn off those notifications. I may need to not follow that girl. And even though she didn't do anything wrong, again, it may not be somebody else's fault, but it's my heart that is struggling. It is my heart that is at war. And sometimes uh, we have to to put up boundaries before um, we go to the places where we're, we're tempted. And so I... Uh, choose wisely who I follow uh, so that it doesn't feed the lies of discontentment in comparison. So this makes me think of something for me personally as well, that yeah. um, I recently had to unfollow, or not unfollow, but I muted a really well-known female Christian pastor because I kept feeling when I would see her feed come through, like I wasn't doing enough for God, yeah. like I wasn't a good enough Christian. But if I were to take inventory, I know I'm serving faithfully. And so I, I think that speaks to what you're saying is that even good media can sometimes, when the heart of the user is wrong, can be a cause for stumbling and you have to have that own, your own limitation set and your own boundary and evaluate what is best and most healthy for me in my walk yeah, with God. Absolutely. Which which just makes me think, like, how would you encourage women out there listening who struggle with social media and maybe misplaced identity and they, they recognize, okay, red flags, what are some very practical things they should do or can do to keep them from getting back in that cyclical struggle? Mm-hmm. I would put boundaries on how often you're on your phone. And so uh, limits commit to turning off your phone at a certain time or shutting off. I think there's a setting that you can shut off apps at a certain time. Um, And then, yeah, turning off notifications, being careful who you follow. And then also, you know, maybe come up with some accountability questions. Give that to a really close friend and say, hey, friend, which is this is actually something that I have done. I have given it to my very best friends and said, hey, as you follow me and as I put out content, I want you to look at that image and uh, like think of these three questions. Um, Is this communicating something? Is this celebrating someone else or, or celebrating what God is doing, or is this picture communicating, look at me, you know, mm-hmm. here I am. Um, is, is this picture, um, asking for affirmation, um, or is this, uh, you know, image or caption ref- deflecting and pointing to the one that I ultimately want to glorify? Not my, not myself, uh, but God instead. Something I've recently done is, um, I've put my Bible on top of my phone. And so I have to make an active decision if I'm going to grab my cell phone that I'm going to ignore the word of God first thing in the morning. And so it it is a physical, a a helpful physical boundary for me that makes me take action towards the Lord before I would ever seek my phone. And that's just, I I wanted to add that on too. That's a great one for sure. I hear us saying, you know, be in the area of social media specifically, this battle, I hear us saying, be careful who we follow. I hear us saying, be careful how much time we spend on here. And I hear us saying like, scripture has to be the thing that informs us. I think about Proverbs 13, 20, he who walks with the wise will become wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And so I love that you're doing that to 
put your around yourself women of God who are worthy and capable of holding you accountable. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because ultimately, you know, if we're spending more time on social media than we are in God's word, we are giving the world, we are giving our culture and social media more influence and authority in our life. And as believers, I mean, God has got to be the number one thing on your heart. And and ha- yeah, God's word has to be the authority um, that's on your heart. I love it. I mean, Jenna, the, the heart of this podcast is to highlight ordinary women living extraordinary lives of faithfulness. And you are living the extraordinary in the everyday. And I'm just so, so thankful, one, that we got you on this podcast, and two, that we've <laughs> talked you into joining our collective leadership team. Yes. Because, ladies, this girl, you're going to be seeing more of her. She's going to be helping us in all sorts of ways with the, our collective ministry. And so, man, I just commend you in your daily fight to renew your mind in Christ Jesus, like it says in Romans 12, 1, to see yourself as the way your creator God mm-hmm. sees you and made you beautiful and perfectly. And thank so you. you've done that so well. So thank you for sharing your heart yeah. and your story with us. Appreciate that. Yeah. And you guys, if you want to do some further study on this topic, it's so fascinating. I would really encourage you to watch the Social Dilemma documentary to just see from some of the founders who created social media and some of the algorithms, the guy who invented the like button is on that documentary. And they're talking about how this got even further out from them than a, they ever intended it to be. I also want to encourage you, can I just say this as lovingly as I can? Jenna said it too. Take breaks. Turn off your notification. And if I may go one step further, you don't have to announce to the world that you're going to take a break from social media. Like, we'll know that you're alive and we can pick up the phone and call you. And so that's not like a hit on anybody who's ever done that. But it's just feel the freedom. If you feel like your job depends, like I think you could say, Jenna, like part of my supplemental income depends on my influencing. But if you feel like your job depends on it, then I would just gently challenge you and say, if anything plus Jesus is needed, then the plus is wrong and the Jesus isn't sufficient enough. So if it's your job that you feel like I have to be present, you don't. And I think people will respect you for it. Anytime you lay down a boundary that is for your health, your righteousness, your wholeness, you that is either going to be not well-received and that's okay. But I think more often than not, it's going to be really well-received and really well-respected. And so if there's anything in you guys that are listening that is struggling with what Jenna is talking about, we have so many amazing resources that we'll include beyond this on the show notes. But I just, Jenna, I love you. Thank you for letting us just highlight your story today. Ladies, unfortunately, I could talk for a few more hours about this because now I'm fascinated and now I'm okay with influencers. (laughs) So I have been changed, but that's all we have time for today. And so if you want to learn more about The Collective, you can visit our website at watermark.org slash collective. You can always follow us on Instagram at Watermark Collective. If you want to go follow Jenna too, not to stroke her ego, but I think you should. Her Instagram is at Jenna underscore McJunkin. Be sure to share this episode with anybody who might need to hear it or be encouraged by it. And if you have questions or way we can pray for you, you can always email us at collective at watermark.org. We love you and we'll see you next time on the Collective Podcast.